Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. The title of my message today is, is Prayer That Transforms. Yeah. Do you believe in the power of prayer? Yeah. Do you believe that we, we serve a miracle-working God, a powerful God, a God that speaks and creates and changes things, seasons and circumstances, and, and delivers what we need when we need it? Yeah. Well, last week, Mark, at this time, was being rushed to hospital in an ambulance, uh, being offered the strongest drugs and medications that can ever be given because you are having a massive heart attack. Uh, and then what, we started praying. As a church, we found out when he was in the, in the ambulance, we, we started praying. And we are going to have stories with Mark at some point, but today I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. And when he got to the, the uh, hospital and they started doing tests and checks, and then they said, well, actually, no, it's not a heart attack. I said, what? You were going to give me the strongest, but it wasn't a heart attack. And then it it must be pericarditis. It's inflammation around the heart. So we'll give you other drugs and other treatments. And then it came back a few days later. No, it wasn't pericarditis. We don't know what it was. So the power of prayer changes things. So so we start praying about something and God gets in the middle of that something. And it's gone from you are having a major heart attack, we're going to give you a drug that one out of a hundred people die from, uh, to we don't know what it was. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God, you do the same thing today, yesterday, and forever. Amen. You know, just as we were worshipping, I was thinking about... For, for those that don't know, in a, in a prior life, before before we came to C3 Noosa, I used to work with the founder of our movement, Phil Pringle. So I was on staff at C3 Oxford Falls for 13 years, and we kind of fulfilled every role. We were youth pastors. I was on the men's executive. I taught at Bible College. We preached and taught at all our campuses. But I travelled extensively for, for years all around the world with Phil Pringle, uh, who is the founder of our movement. And I found myself in South Africa, in Korea, in Singapore, in New Zealand. Like I've been to the four corners of the globe and I've been in meetings with 150,000 people. And the 150,000 people was, were just connect leaders. It was 50,000 connect leaders and their two associates. And I was in the, 150,000 people cheering and wish all day long through the pouring driving rain in Korea. I've been in meetings of 10 people in Jakarta. And I've been in meetings in the States with Joyce Myers and Benny Hins and, and all these big churches. And, and I, I felt like God asked me this morning, in which meeting was I most real? Because you know, we, we find ourselves here and, and this, is, this is not a large group and it fluctuates from week to week through sickness and through holidays. And through, but God said, where, what meeting was I most real? Was it where there was that 150,000 people roaring? Or was it that 10-person meeting where you were sitting next to people who didn't even know the same language as you? And I felt like God said, I was most real where you were most present. Where I acknowledged, I I blocked out everything. He said, I'm I'm always most real where you are most present, where you suppress those thoughts and those worries and those stresses of what's happening around you and you focus on me. And And I thought, how good is God? How could it that, that I don't need the hundreds of thousands? Yeah. And it's not about the ten. It's about being God aware. Yeah. And I think our this, this month is about the altar and, and creating altars and getting on altars so that God can do things. And, and so I want to talk about prayer that transforms because of all the experiences I've had on altars, yeah. 
Generally, the thing that preceded that ultimate moment or that encounter with God was a time or season of prayer where I had tilled the soil, where I had worked the ground, where I had developed in myself a hunger and desire for more of the things of God and more of his presence, and I needed answers, and I was desperate, and I was at the end of myself, and God met me at that very place. And it was where I'd stirred my faith to engage with his power. And so I want to to talk about that this morning. I want to talk about the power of prayer. And I want to talk through the model prayer. Is that all right? Don't be quiet on me this morning. I had another thought yesterday. I had a thought yesterday. I thought the next six months are the most important six months of this year. (laughs) Do you know what? Profound. The first six months are gone. I can't change it. I can't do anything with it, but I can can hope and I can stand in faith and I can believe for a great six months ahead. And I I was challenged this week by a good friend of mine. Christian, you're always talking about faith. You're always preaching faith. You're always preaching about good days ahead. And I'm not going to (laughs) stop. Because honestly, God is good. And he has already gone before us. He works all things together for our good. He knows the end from the beginning. And he stands outside. He says, I'm working all things together for your good. So even though we walk through challenges and we walk through seasons and we walk through storms, God's already out the, out, out the other side going, it's all good. Just keep looking to me. Keep walking towards me. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that today something shifts in our lives that we can have a, an altar moment. We can have a moment with God because there's, it, it's, it's moments with God that change everything. And I want to encourage you in life, carve out time for God. Not as an add-on, not as a peripheral. Carve out time, which is, God, I'm seeking you. God, I'm honouring you. What does it say? That those that wait upon the Lord renew their strength. They rise up on wings as eagles. They run not very where they walk and will not find. It goes on in verse 7. If you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. If you seek me, you will find me. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And if I'm sensing anything in this time and season, is that we need more of God. Therefore, I need to seek more. I need to be be a seeker, a God seeker, a God, someone that searches after, someone that goes after God. And I love, you know, in the Bible, altars represent places of worship, places of sacrifice, places of surrender, and and the acknowledgement of God's sovereignty. And we need to be creating altars in our lives. We need to be creating that, that we can lift up high onto. And then, as I was saying before, we need to get onto altars. And we need to find ourselves. not. And an altar isn't just a prayer line. And it's not just let's move the chairs back. There's an altar. No, no. And it's a place of sacrifice, a place of worship, a place of acknowledgement. Set up an altar at your home. Not, not literally, but set up a space where you can go, God, I'm sitting here in your presence. Yeah. And I, and, I'm, and I lay my life upon this order. I lay down my agendas, my desires, my will, and I want to hear you. I want to, I want to hear what you want for my life. I want to know the direction you're taking me in life. Amen? So uh, the, the opening scripture that I have for us says Matthew 6, starting in verse 5, it says this. This is Jesus speaking, and when you pray. You've heard me preach this many times, but if you're not praying, you're missing out on all that God has for you. If you're not, and it's not token prayer, I mean real prayer. Desperate prayer, cry out prayer, God, I, I, conversive prayer. 
And we need to be prayers. And, and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues, on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. Our prayer can never be about religious activity. It's not about I'm, I'm putting a show on. It's not for others to see my prayer is personal. Last week, Russell was talking about intimacy. God wants to have intimacy with us. He wants to, he wants to be closeness. He wants to speak to us and, and us to speak to him. And I want to encourage you, prayer that transforms is personal prayer. And the, the funny thing is the more I pray and the more I seek God, I'm seeking God to change my circumstances, but he actually changes me. I think I need this to change and I need that to change. I need that person removed and I need this done. He goes, no, no, I'm just going to change you. I'm going to enlarge the place of your tent. I'm going to increase your capacity. I'm going to do a work in you that enables you to live beyond, to rise above, to see from a different perspective the circumstance that you're currently stressed by. And because it's, so it's not religious. It's not we're praying, so let's pray. That was what when we prayed just before, that was powerful. I just sensed the touch of God on it. I could feel the power of God coming from Justin and into my back. My back heated up, and I could sense as I was praying for him, there was a transference that we can shift things in the heavenly realm. The Bible says whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on will be loosed in heaven. That we can we can arrest and, and with, with the authority of God situations and circumstances, but it has to be personal. Yeah. If we're cruising in the car and, and Zachy's looking out the window and he's just he's just mumbling words, I'm not listening. I'm driving. I'm focused on what we're. But when he starts talking to me and he faces me, we, we get we get intimate. We start talking. He tells me what he's thinking. He tells me you know what he needs and what he wants. God, Dad, can we? And then I'm, now I'm interested. Yeah. When it's just mumble and, and nothing. And, and I think sometimes that's how we do life. We're looking out the window and God, you go, yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I, I need a pair of eyes. And yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I need some, I need healing. And uh, God, he's like, no, no, talk to me. Yeah, yeah that's good. Look at me. Yeah. Give me eye contact. Yeah. Set some time aside. Like, it needs to be personal yeah. when you pray. When you pray. When you pray, go into the room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Will reward you. Personal. When you pray, don't keep babbling for the pagan like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. God is God. He knows what we need. He knows the greatest needs of your life, the greatest desires, the greatest points of pain and the greatest stresses in your life right now. God knows. And He's interested. And He cares. He's not a far-off God. is here right now. We need to understand. When we pray, God listens. He's not flipping. He's not. Have you ever said, did you hear what I just said? You've been talking and talking and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're, you're trying to you're, you're somewhere else. You're thinking about something. I'm thinking about dinner. I'm thinking about what I'm cooking tonight. You're talking to me about, yeah, 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 yeah. God's not like that. God is listening intently. And the second you start to pray, you arrest heaven's attention. The second you open your mouth, say, God, Father, Dad, I need you. God, that's a that's a powerful prayer. Yeah. That that's that's a prayer that shifts things. Yeah. That's a prayer that transforms because we're getting real. Yeah. And I, I just think it's time to get real. Yeah. The church to get real. Not religious. Yeah. Not fanatical. Real. Yeah. And and do we believe what we believe? 
is Jesus the rock of my salvation? Is he the, the, the bedrock, the foundation that I built my life upon? Therefore, I do life a certain way because he is. And he's there and he is ever present and he is always with me. But, but I'm now speaking to him personally. I'm not, I'm not speaking to some ethereal spirit floating around somewhere that may be able to help. No, I'm speaking, I'm crying out to a God who hears and in hearing answers all of the prayers that I offer to him. Amen. Amen. This then is how you should pray. What we're about to read is often referred to as the model prayer. But this is Jesus saying, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Don't pray like that because you've got your reward already. People have seen you and you look religious and you look like you've, you've got some faith. Don't do that. Do this. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I love this. This then is how you should, our Father in heaven. God is in heaven. He sees things differently than we see. When we're praying, we need to acknowledge that God is above. God is beyond. God is bigger than. He lives outside of the circumstance that we find ourselves in. We need to pray that way and remember God is bigger than anything we will ever face. He is beyond any challenge. He's beyond any lie of the enemy that comes to rob you of life and joy and peace. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We need to bring glory to God. We need to honour God. We need to rightly position God in our life. He needs to be number one. If we're going to cry out to him, if we're going to believe in him, if we're going to build our lives, we need to believe and and glorify and honour God. Amen? Your kingdom come. What we're a part of is bigger than us. Do you realise that? The Bible says our life is but a vapour, a fleeting moment, like like, like flowers in the field. We're here one day and gone the next. It's his kingdom and we're a part of his kingdom. We're a part of his kingdom because he's welcomed us into his kingdom. Our Father in heaven, you sit above and you look down low. You are glorious. You are magnificent. Thank you for bringing us into your kingdom. Your will be done. I've got so many things that I want done for me and that I want in life and that I desire, but they're all temporal. They're they're all fleeting. They're all, but but, but when you pray like this, it's powerful because God says, listen, when I'm number one, nothing will be withheld from you. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Matthew Simmons says, don't worry about what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. That's what the world does. Seek first the kingdom and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Prayer is about getting to God. It, it, it's about relationship. Jeremiah 30, 22 says, and you will be my people and I will be your God, which again speaks to me of intimacy, closeness. He wants to be, he's, he's not reluctantly being our Heavenly Father. Oh, far out, another one. Oh, and another one, and another, they're popping them out everywhere. How many, I've got to be the father of all the, it's like, no, no, I love this. I love my family. I love my kids. I love the fact that I've placed a future and, and hopes of plans of good, not for evil, into each of their lives. This is awesome. God is with you and he's for you. We have to seek him for his will and his way, not just our desires. Yeah. And that's where the power resides. 
on heaven. Uh, let, let it be done on heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. God lets heaven's perfection be reflected in earth. And 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 you know what? I, I'd encourage you just to go through this this uh, passage of scripture and go. This thing's our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. And just just go through this prayer and let it become a part of you. This then is how I pray. I pray seeking Him. I pray. not 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 for what I can get, but for Him. And that's the amazing thing. Most people seek God for what they can get, but God just wants to be God. He He, he just wants us to find Him, and in finding Him, you'll have all you need. But but it's not seeking the thing; it's seeking the one. That's what I want to encourage us in this morning. It's it's not about getting from God; it's about getting to God. And, and I'm telling you that, that we think we need to see the heavens split and lightning bolts come. And No, it's, if you get to God, you'll be standing in a place of miracles. Yeah. You'll be standing in a place of transfer. And the, the greatest moments in my life, like this is over 30 years, have just been found on an altar in a moment of prayer where I'm laying everything else aside. And honestly, in 1995, it was what was called the river back then, but I found myself in a meeting that probably had 2,000 people in it and I went out. I didn't even go out, actually. I stepped out into the aisle. Um, they said, you, some people, you can come forward onto the altar or you can just step out of your seat. You can do it. And as I stepped out of my seat to the altar, to the aisle, I felt like the power of God hit me. I fell to the ground, no catch or nothing, laid there in the cross position for two hours. Just just like God. And God was speaking to me and God was revealing things to me and showing things. To me. But about an hour in, I thought, right, Christian, that's enough. Get up. And in my head, I'm saying, get up. And I'm laying there under the, the, the power of God, the presence of God. I could not even move my head. And so then I'm going for about 10, 15 minutes, just get up, lift your head. I couldn't even lift my arm off the ground because the weight of the glory of God was so strong. And then I, after about 15 minutes, I conceded and just lay there for another 45 and God started speaking to me again and showing me the reason we're doing what we're doing 30 years on, still in the house of God, still planted, still loving Jesus than we, that more than we ever have before is because I prayed a prayer, your will be done. God, your will be done in my life. God, and, and I honestly felt like the day I gave my life to Christ, he said, I've got you, now go and get my people. That's, that's a word in a moment on an altar stemmed from a, a moment and season of prayer that changed the course of my life. Yeah. I've got you, now go and get my people. Go and show people I'm good. Go and show people I'm loving. That was a moment. Moments transform our lives. Yeah. And God wants to transform each of our lives every time we encounter him. And to layer and to, and, and to, to pour blessing upon blessing upon bl- promise upon promise, you know, show show visions of future upon visions of future, and keep revealing to us. But we have to keep coming back to an altar. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, the thing that's always preceded an altar moment for me was a season of prayer. Yeah. And I want to call us to pray individually and corporately. And we're going to just keep doing that more and more because I I want the blessing of heaven to rest on your life. I want the peace and the, I want the outworking of God's promises in your life. And I know that it's as, as, as we do a little bit of heavy lifting, as we move some rubble and some, some thoughts and some fears and some mindsets and we get down to the, to the rock of our salvation until we, we clear away that foundation that we can stand upon. Because I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that aren't standing anymore and I know they stop running. I know they stop believing. I know they stop reading their word. So every single week, that's what we're going to encourage you to do. Amen? Amen. Prayer is our source of power. 
Second Chronicles uh, 7 says this, If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. If. If is probably the biggest word in the Bible. If my people. How do you identify? Because anybody can identify as anything. You can identify as whatever you want. I identify as his. I'm a child of God. Yeah. I'm called if my people who have been called. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to pray from a position of strength. Realize that you are called. Yeah. Firstly, you're His. Secondly, you're called. You, all of heaven backs your prayers. You have heaven's power standing right behind you. Start declaring some promises. Start speaking some truth. Start creating some future, and watch what happens. Because you you are called if my people. Are you praying? Because Jesus is when you pray. So he just assumes that you will. But are you praying? Are you praying more about the circumstance that you face than you're worrying about? Or you're complaining about it? Or you're upset by it? Yeah. Why don't we just shift? Why don't we take back the balance of power and start shifting some things in our life spiritually before we see them naturally? Why don't we arrest some things in the heavenlies and let them be released into the earth? Because I'm believing for more. I'm believing for more miracles. I'm believing for more prophecy. I'm believing for more of the spirit realm in the earth in the coming days. Yeah. I just want to get in the slipstream of what God is doing, but I know it's prayer that positions me to, to receive power. And that's what it says, but don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That, that we don't walk around subject to, we live above and beyond. We've been created for dominion in the earth and we're going to exercise it. Amen? amen. Somebody give me a, an amen, a clap, a cheer, or whatever. Let's get a little black this morning. I identify as his. Matthew 6 25 says, Therefore I tell you, Jesus again says this, don't worry about your life, what you leave, what you drink, your body, what you wear, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Everybody say, Don't worry. Don't worry. But. Don't worry, but, say it again, don't worry, but, okay, so there's an alternative to worry, there's an antidote to worry, Philippians 4 says this, don't worry about anything, instead, instead, pray about everything, don't worry, but pray, so often I don't pray because I'm worried, have you ever found yourself there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember sitting with Dr. Cho. Dr. Cho had the largest church in history. He ran a church for over 50 years and they had a million people in that one church in Korea. That's where I went to that meeting with 150,000 people with Connect Leaders. And people used to come to him and say, you're the largest church in history, but you pray six hours every morning. They said, "How do you? why do you do that? How do you do that? Surely you've got enough to get you through your day. And he said that if I don't pray that six hours, I don't have enough time to do what I need to do in the rest of the day. In other words, it was a priority. It was, I need this because this is my point of power. This is where I connect with God. This is where I receive the wisdom I need. So often we're walking through life and we don't feel like we have the answers or the energy or the, the power or the, the ability to do something, but we haven't sought him. Because yeah. if we went just for a second and plugged in, we'd receive everything we need to get through. Now, now the word never promised us an easy life or a perfect life. But he says, but you will make it through. 
and I will be with you even to the end. Of the, I will be with you every step of the way. Do not worry. Don't worry about anything. Instead of pray about everything, tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. It, honestly, it's, it's, it's we overcomplicate life in Christ. Yeah. We overcomplicate what God should do and what I want and how it happens and when I... No, just, just turn that head off for a sec and let God be God. He says, I'm, I'm not the same as you. He goes, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Seek me and you'll have what you need, but it may not happen the way you thought it would. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Okay, so hang on. So I don't worry, and I just pray, and then I experience peace. Why wouldn't I do that? Why don't we do that? Why don't we just go, God, okay, I give in. For 47 years, I've tried it my way, and it didn't work, but I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep chipping away. I'm just going to keep slugging here, swinging for the fences. I'll connect at some point, surely. At some point, it'll work. It hasn't worked today, but I'm... No, he goes, why don't you just do it a different way? Why, why don't you just give it a go? And we're stubborn, man. Humans are stubborn. Christians probably more so. I got this. I, I'm dealing with something. I've got this. I'm awesome. I'm fantastic. I've got this. The, the, the most powerful day in a person's life is when they realize they don't got this. Because I don't got this. I've been an ordained minister for 22 years. I don't got this. I need him. I need his wisdom. I need his presence. I need his thereness in my life. I, I need, and I need it more today than I ever have. Because there's sifting and there's shifting and there's things that were that aren't and things that aren't that will be and, and everything goes now. I, I need the wisdom of heaven. So do you. And the only thing that gets me to that place of, of having what I need is not a is not a course and not an online Google search and not a, it's it's the presence of God. It's the plugging in, and prayer is my point. I was talking to Mark this week, and he said, abide in the vine. Abide in the vine. And that's what the Bible says. Abide in me, and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. But how do I make my life work? How, does, how do I get the, this thing balanced? How do I get things humming? Abide in me. Seek me. Call unto me. What does the Bible say? Call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you have not seen. God, I want to see things that I've never seen. God, okay, call out to me. No, 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 no. Let's let's stir this. Let's hype this. Let's do something. No, that's <coughs> as hard as it gets. Because here's the thing. So often we make things so difficult that we think I can't do anything. And so I don't. Because Pastor Justin two weeks ago said, well, what's, what, are they, what are we on this planet for? To go and make disciples. And as you do, I'll be with you. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make this up. I can't do that because I'm, I'm doing this and I'm seeking God and I'm hyping things and I'm, I'm working stuff out and I'm... No, if you seek him, yeah. you'll find him. Yeah. You'll find empowerment for your life and direction for your steps because yeah. I will be that lamp unto your path, that light unto your feet. I will show you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I'll show you what to pick up and what to let go of. Good. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing but pray. See, I think it's time for the church to get active and not make excuses about why I can't and rather just do. 
The Bible says, and, and it's talking about Jesus and all that Jesus began to do and teach that he did before he taught. He did before he preached. He went and blessed. He went and loved on. He went and healed. He went and released. He went and delivered. And then he taught. He said, what I just did was this. I just drove out some demons. Bartimaeus has been there forever. People have chained him. He's been bound. He's been naked. He's, he's tormented. But I just set him free. And the reason I set him free was for this. That we can do, and I, and I say this all the time to it, there's more in us than we think. Yeah. God just wants us to allow it to surface. The way we allow it to surface is to pray. Because in prayer, things are revealed to me that I have not known so that I can step out into them. Because what do I do next? What do I do next? You know, when, when we go to build a house, we have a set of plans. And I can't build the house from the roof down. I've got to start with the foundation. And, and when we do the earthworks and then we set a slab and then we start to build some frames and then put some trusses and then we put a picture roof and we do, then I can then build a house and see something come to fulfillment and fruition. But so on, we want to build this, but God says, but you haven't dealt with this. But if you deal with this, if you just get the foundation of prayer in your life. See, our pastor, Pastor Phil Pringle, he would pray every morning. Every morning of his life, 5 a.m., he would pray. And he'd pray for about two hours, just walking the beach. But when I travelled with him for, I I travelled domestically for about three years, then internationally for another four years, it didn't matter if we were in Russia, if we were in Singapore, if we were in New Zealand. At 5 a.m., because we always had adjoining rooms, I would hear him pray. And and I had jet lag. I'm like, man, I, I just want to snore. I want to see the back of my eyelids. I don't. He prayed and he sought God and he spoke in tongues. And as a result, he developed the faith on the inside that was unshakable. I, I, I don't know anything but faith because that's all that was instilled into me. God can and God will. Read the scriptures. Seek his face. And my God you know, shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. You know, I just believe God provides. Because the Bible tells me. And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. I just believe it because it's written in the Word. But I, I pray and I, I form that intimacy and that relationship. Then I read and believe. See, this? It's not, it's not hard. Life is good. Life in Christ is awesome. You are a powerful force in the earth. We just need to activate our believing mechanism. We just need to stir our faith and believe for more and dream again. And that's... That's what I'm believing for in this house. Yeah. And I've said, there's great days ahead. There is great days ahead. There are amazing days ahead. There is a, there is a move of God that is about to hit the earth, and I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be in the middle of it. I want to see God do what God does. As, and, and you know what? Beyond all of that, beyond the miracle, I just want to see the blessing of heaven rest on people's lives. I want to push back on darkness. And, and again, I've got nothing in me that can do that. So I have to seek him for the empowerment so I can go and be a blessing. Yeah. And it's 2 Corinthians says, 4 says that the same spirit of faith is being deposited on the inside of each of us. Yeah. So it's not that, is it there? Is it evident? It's there. I just got to activate it. Yeah. I just got to let it germinate. I got to let it develop and, and grow on the inside of me. And, you know, seeking is the key in prayer. Seeking to find God. Where is God for you? And I would ask you, where, where is that place where you sense God the most and the nearest and you hear his voice the clearest? Cultivate that space in your work. Seek him. And I was thinking yesterday just about our two nephews, Army and Theo, and whenever you go over, all they want to do is jump on you and play. Quickly play hide and seek. Now, they've got the same hide and seek spots every single time. It's a small house. It's a little three better. And I know where they hide. 
but they want to hide and they want me to seek them. And and I seek them out. I, I don't think they're over here and I don't think they're over here. But when I find them, they explode with laughter. They are the happiest two little boys you've ever seen because when we're playing and it's hide and seek. God wants us to seek him. He's desiring us to seek him out, to look for him. And sometimes that's behind the curtain. Sometimes, that, But find that space where you know God is and go there regularly. And I'm telling you, life will work. God, see, people, people seek the ultimate life, yeah. an adrenaline rush, the winning lotto numbers. They, the pe- people are, but God just wants to be number one. He wants you to seek him before anything else. And at that place, he says, don't worry about anything else. Because yeah. if you find me, you have what you need. If you find me, you will have peace. And I, what is peace worth? What would you pay for peace? Yeah, good. What price would you pay? What would you give for peace in your life? To not to have to... And he says, don't worry. Pray. Yeah, good. Be anxious for nothing. Seek me. I'm there. I'll be found. I want you to find me. I want you to receive. It's not about getting from God. It's getting to God. And as I get to God, I receive it. Every single thing I need. Can I get you maybe on the guitar, George? Can I encourage us this morning? Worry is not a substitute for prayer. Your anxieties are not a substitute to prayer. God doesn't respond because you're in fear. He doesn't respond because you're in need. He responds to your faith. Faith activates, opens a channel to heaven where the power of God flows towards your life. But, you know, what does it say in Hebrews 11? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. In the natural, I, I, I have very few qualifications for doing what I'm doing. I'm preaching in this year, so I've done Bible college and all that. But in other areas of my life. But God just keeps making a way and just keeps opening doors and just keeps just keep looking to me and following me and, and, and watch me and love me and watch what happens, watch what I will do. In your life, God, God wants to make a way, and I believe He is making a way for each of our lives, but for each of our lives to represent Him in the earth, so we can be the salt and light that He's called us to be, so we can make change in our communities. I love this. I like. I love this. But this isn't all there is. This is our celebration of all God's doing outside these walls. And I want to I want to call us out. I want to challenge you for a month. Pray, pray intimately, pray purposely, pray intentionally, and watch what God will do. How mindsets will shift, how capacity will increase, how faith will rise, how you will see things you haven't seen before. We can walk down the street past the homeless, past the addicted, past the broken, and not even see it because I'm going somewhere and I'm doing something. But, but God says that is the doing. That is where I want you to go. I want you to go to the highways, to the bios. I want you to go to the hurting the bro- and bring life. And then still keep going where you're going, but just take them by the hand and leave them there. Lead them into a place of peace. Lead them into a place of joy. Lead them beyond the bound state. We can be carriers of freedom and carriers of life and we can change people's worth. You don't have, you don't have to just sit there sympathetically and, and 
just with people that are broken and hurting, just go, no, I've got the answer. And I want you to have the answer. And I, I want to share with you what I have. And I want to let the overflow of my life get onto your life because I'm telling you, one drop, one moment, one encounter can change your life like it changed mine. Because we're all hurting and we're all broken and we're all sinners in need of a saviour. And we come to this place and we celebrate. God says, I love that. But then go from this place in power. Go from this place in my call. Go from this place and be all that I've created you to be. Amen? Perfects everything in your world. You know, the Bible says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed that it would not rain and it did not rain. His prayer was so powerful that it shifted things in the heavens. It shifted seasonally. It shifted weather patterns. But sometimes we are so limited in our connection that we are then limited in our sight. That we can't see what possibly could be because we haven't connected with the source of inspiration, the source of life, the source of truth. Let's rise, church, in this hour. And I know I'm preaching strong and I'm preaching, but I just think, you know what, I, I was saying this before, I am ticked by the devil. The devil's trying to take people out. He's trying to take marriages out. He's trying to take health from people. He's trying to take sanity from And I'm... I'm we're going to be online, so I'm going to keep it nice. And we're in church, so I'm going to keep. I, I, I want to swear, I, 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 but we have to allow ourselves to get to that place of being so stirred that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of my my family being beaten up. I'm sick and tired of of my, my friends walking through hell. I'm sick and tired of seeing people broken and bound and addicted and limited in life. If Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly, how do we help others step out into that? How do we push back on dark? The only way to do it is to stir our faith up. Faith is stirred as we pray and we seek Him. So can we stand on our feet this morning? And I'm sorry. I'll be nice one day. <laughs> the last month or so, I've just been. I'm apologising, really. I'm just saying. It's time. It's time to make a difference. It's time to be what we've been. Don't don't live a limited life. Don't live a life that's that's below what God has called you to. Rise in this hour. Rise to see. And I'm. I'm do you know what? You'll be shocked when God starts revealing things to you, and you live beyond what I can get, or what I can gain, or what I need to work through. What when you start to live with, you know what? Today's a brand new day. Today is a day of adventure. What does what the scripture say? This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And I just see a joyous church marching victoriously towards the future. I see lives that are blessed. I see people that walk in breakthrough. I see, I see freedom in the house of God marching out into the community. Like, like I just I honestly it's arm in arm. We are free in Jesus Christ. God is moving magnificently in our midst. And you know what? If one door closes today, let God open a new door tomorrow. Step through that door and it will be a door of enlargement and blessing for your life. Father, I pray the blessing of heaven over every single person's life. I pray, Lord, that we would start to pray prayers that were powerful, prayers that were full of faith, prayers that carry people, prayers that lead us into breakthrough victory. My God, I thank you for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit on each of us. Lord, speak to us today. 
through this word, but also by your spirit. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.